Hello and welcome everyone to another InventRight TV show. My name is Andrew Krause. I co-founded InventRight with Stephen Key over 22 years ago, and we've been coaching and mentoring inventors ever since to license their products. I have our wonderful, stupendous, fantastic InventRight coach, one of our InventRight coaches, Scott Putton, and he's worked for us quite some time. He's helped countless, countless inventors, right, Scott? And um, so welcome, Scott. Well, thanks. It's great to be here. I mean, with a with an introduction like that, I'm like all warm and fuzzy inside. So all thank right, you. get to warm and fuzzy. Okay. All right, we're all good now. So Scott and I were being super silly before. Um, we we were joking. We should probably do some outtakes at some time. I don't think we've ever done outtakes, Stephen or myself. So maybe we'll do some of those, Scott, since we're yeah. being so ridiculous. Um, anyway, so the topic today is not ridiculous, is how to find companies to sell my idea to. So I was searching for that on the internet. And what do I find? I find lists. I find some lists. 19 companies you can sell your idea to. 43 companies. I'm like, well, that's all fine. You can look at that. But Scott, I just really feel like inventors are doing themselves a disservice if they limit themselves to the few little lists they find here and there. We give some lists away for free too on our website, but mm -hmm. what do you teach our InventRight students and your students when they're making their list? And, and why is that, why should just looking for some lists never be the only way to go? Yeah, it's a great question. You know, I think everybody's looking kind of for that magic bullet. They want something served up on a silver platter that, okay, here's your magic list. This is guaranteed to get results, uh, but it, it really limits your ability to create a comprehensive list of companies that you're going to be able to reach out to and um, get product in the door, get them in front of them. You don't always necessarily want that big neon sign saying, submit your idea here, you know, right? because it, companies that do that are it's not, they're not always the most inventor friendly. It's almost like bait that's going to end up leading you somewhere else in some cases. Or, or they just, it's a convenient black hole that you can submit to and then they'll promptly ignore you or there's some intern looking at it. And there's some yeah. companies, I'm sure they take those submissions seriously. But um, if a student said, I'm just going to Google and I'm going to look for lists of people that are open to submitting, or I'm only going to submit to the companies that have a page on their website. Inventors, you can mm -hmm. submit, here's our submission portal and our terms and stuff. Would they be doing themselves a disservice? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think Stephen describes a lot of the those as, you know, it's kind of where the rookies submit. You know, I, I think it's fine to submit to companies that have a portal. I'd also recommend reaching out through LinkedIn, connecting with somebody, trying to send it to a person. But don't limit yourself to just that because I'd say the majority of companies that I've pitched to and my students have pitched to don't necessarily have anything on their website. A lot of them don't. Yeah. Right? And no. so what do you do? You reach out on LinkedIn and you ask them and a lot of companies have no mention on their website, they're open they'll say, yeah, sure, send it on over. Yeah, my, the first product that I licensed to was a company that didn't accept outside submissions. And I'm like... Oh, on their website, it said it actually said the opposite. It said, we don't. They didn't say nothing or it said we do. It said, we don't? Yeah. Oh. So pretty... Yeah, and, and so I'm like, you know what? It was the last company on my list. I had nothing to lose. And you were my coach and you said, 
send it to them, call them, just see what they say. And and the lady said, yeah, we just do everything in-house. We don't accept outside submissions. And I'm like, ever? You never? What if I had the perfect product that was a perfect I love fit? it. They're like, okay, you can mail something in. Ma oh, I remember this. Yeah, that was a long time ago. It was a long time ago I was your coach, man. That was a long time ago. It was ago. a while ago. You've been yeah. doing this for a long time, and so have I. Um, yeah, and I, I, what did I say? I said, what the hell? Go ahead. And, and Yeah, they called back a, like a week and a half later. I was like shocked. I thought that was the end of that product. Well, see, that's, that's an interesting side <laughs> note because they're not, they're not used to accepting because normally they say no, and you got in. It's very unusual still to mail one, but... They yeah. were so archaic. They they said, "Yeah, we'll mail it." That was their filter, maybe. I think you know? so. Well, I was joking. Like, you mean an envelope and stamps? Like people still do that? What? <laughs> you have to lick it. Is that poisonous? How did? To... Yeah, there's calories on those stamps. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> so, I, yeah, but they called back and they were interested, and I ended up licensing the product to them. So, so, so the moral of the story here, guys, is. I, I mean, we, Scott, we know why people are looking for companies that say openly on their site that they want ideas from inventors, right? We know because it, yeah. it's, maybe they feel like it's going to lessen their rejection, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I think for people that Google that, you're kind of throwing chum in the water. You know, it's like you, you never know what little rabbit holes you're going to go down to and, you know, what companies are out there. You know, I'm not gonna, I'm not bad mouthing any other company, but the the reality of of the situation in terms of licensing is that you need to get into the companies that are a good fit for your product get somebody on the phone start conversations start dialogue through linkedin mm -hmm. uh, stop looking for the magic bullet you know it's just it's yeah, not... put some work in don't look for a magical list yeah you know i mean i mean we give our students our invent right connect list which is a couple thousand companies but it's a couple thousand and it's still not going to give you everything you need. Like, it's like, yeah, you got a kitchen gadget. We got like 300, we got over 300 in there. But then you got something else. We might have nothing. And still, you force, and all our coaches force our students, force is a terrible word, but to make their <laughs> right. list from scratch, to look at the retailers where you're going to be. And you're going to license to the companies selling at those retailers, right? Yeah. And, exactly. and to do that work and then to reach out and don't look for a company saying, yes, inventors, here's our submission page on our website. And that's the reason why our students are successful along with a ton of other stuff that you're guiding them to do. But if they just used our companies looking for ideas list, they would be missing a ton of companies as well because we could never have a list of every single company in every category. I mean, right. Yeah. I when I'm coaching, I tell people to do their own due diligence first, and then use our list as a, kind of a reference to kind of cross check and make sure they didn't miss any companies, as well as yeah. offering some other resources and things. Now, hey, I I I, I think uh, I think all the inventors watching are really insulted, Scott, because you you're saying googling for a list how to find companies to sell my idea to. It's like throwing chum in the water. Are you calling inventors sharks? Is that what you're doing? I was trying to stick with the whole Shark Tank theme a little bit. Oh, okay. Well, you know how much I like Shark Tank. Not. Uh, but that's another show. Um, I, do, I do like it in that it does encourage people to work on their ideas. They get excited from the show, but it just doesn't teach real-life lessons. It teaches this bizarro world lessons. But that's not what this show is about. This show is about how to find companies to sell your ideas to. So what are the lessons we've learned here, Scott? So one um, – Make your list from scratch. 
find all the places where your product's going to sell and you're going to license the companies selling in those retailers. Could be online, could be Amazon, could be brick and mortar. I know that's less these days, but people still buy a lot of products in stores, right, Scott? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It helps going into those stores. You learn a lot. And now, like, what would you, what, if you saw, let's say you got a pet toy and you find a company that's selling pet toys in PetSmart and you're like, oh, yeah, maybe they're pretty big. And then you look at Petco and then you look at Walmart and Target. You're like, damn, they're in all these places. What does that tell you about that potential licensee? Yeah, they have fantastic distribution. You know, they're a company that's going to be able to get your product, hopefully, in all those same places. Yeah, and that's kind of, if you found that it's kind of time consuming for students to do that search, it's, it doesn't, it's, you can't do that in 30 minutes, can you? I mean, if you're driving around to stores and going in and looking around, I mean, that takes some time, but that research part of this process is so valuable because you want to see where would your product be on the shelf? What would your packaging look like? Or the or if it's, we, we teach our students to go online quite a bit. I don't know how many are still going to stores, but it is nice to go in stores too. But, you know, online you have the equivalent of a store shelf. Like here's where the dog toys are on a particular website. And it's like, that's kind of a shelf. It's a category and they have things sure. that are next to it sort of. Um, yeah, yeah, you learn, I mean, you can learn a ton from exactly, you know, Google Shopping, Google Images, Amazon. Especially if you live in a rural area or you're not, you know, maybe in a different country, there's not, you don't have Walmart and Target right around the corner. I said this on a live stream um, oh, just yesterday, actually, on the Q&A live stream we do. And um, I said our international students do a better job with their list of companies because they're not making all these assumptions about who the retailers are. They actually research it because they live in Europe and they're like, I don't know who they are in the U.S., the people yeah. in the U.S. will think like, oh, the retailers are these because it's the one next to them. But if you're on the other coast, you got a different list of retailers. So I find our international students do a better job because they don't make those assumptions. So that would be another tip, I guess, we could give people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. You know, it all comes down to researching and, you know, really doing doing the work it takes to build a good list of companies, not just kicking back and you know waiting for a nice list to land in your lap so and, and I, I maybe i'm exaggerating you can tell me but i i tell people you should be willing to spend two to ten hours to make your list of companies i know 10 is extreme but do you agree or disagree and how long do you say on average it takes your students to do maybe you don't ask them about that you're like you got it done great oh you're, you half asked this okay you only got 15 oh, i know you can get 30 man I mean, so how does that conversation go with you and your students you know, I, I like to push, you know, like we're talking about, it's a numbers game. I mean, I'd say two hours is a minimum, two to five, okay. 10 is a lot. But, you know, if somebody's really digging, because it's sort of like you get that initial bundle of companies rather quickly, and then it mm. takes more time to f continue digging. People stop with the big guys because they're right in front of their face and they're easy to find. and yeah. Or they just stick with the big retailers or the big companies, and they should really be keep looking you'll find more almost every time right yeah and i always yeah. say do you feel like you've exhausted every possibility like you've turned over every rock and usually that's when they're like ah, i could probably add a few more and I'm like, but you got you you do i mean i've talked to other coaches there's a fair amount of arm twisting even with our students they sign up with the course they're getting weekly coaching and yeah. you still need to twist the arm a little bit in that space i've found that do you find that to be true i for some some people not everybody. Like it. 
they nerd out on really digging in and they have their amazing spreadsheets and they really love that part of it. Other people are like, ah, I hate the research. I hate digging around online. I just want to get on the phone. You guys <laughs> heard it from InventRight Scott, Scott Putnam. Nerd out. Spend the nerd time out. on it, guys. Nerd yeah, out. Nerd out on your hit list. Yeah, yeah. And you, they, they need to bookmark all that stuff in their browser or use Evernote or Excel. I don't care what they do, but they need to keep track of it. Because you'll, you'll be like, oh, I remember. I forget where I found that. You got to keep, so would that be another tip? Keep track of all that, of course. For sure, Kind yeah. of an obvious Web, tip. But. Definitely a website. We have some cold call trackers, project trackers. Um, people can create their own spreadsheet. You know, I have a very simple spreadsheet because I'm, I'm not really a spreadsheet guy. I can appreciate amazing spreadsheets and I, I like them. I just don't have that part of my brain developed all the way you could be in a word document it could be bookmarks in your browser to get started you know it could be whatever but you got to do it you got to put it all down put all yeah. the companies down and you know oh one more tip i wanted to give is sometimes you'll see a product let's say it's in target and you're like oh they're in target pretty connected and you take the name of that product you're like well if they're selling that sort of thing i think they would want to license mine possibly and then you google the name of that product and you're like, oh, geez, like they're in that store and that store and that store. You see all the other places it shows up. And you're like, oh, yeah, they're a player, definitely on the list. You know, or yeah. maybe you find it in a smaller store. This is kind of a bad example. And then you, you, you Google the name of that product and you find, oh, it's in Target and Walmart, too, or something. You know? Yeah. A lot of websites will have a whole list of where, where the product's being sold as kind of like a bragging. bragging yeah, thing. I like that's a good tip. So you're saying you can go to the company's website, but they maybe even have been to the company's website yet. So they need to observe the company name, the name of the product, mm -hmm. and then they can Google both of those and then see where things show up. And what you're saying is on their website, the company's site, they'll brag about we have distribution in all these places. Not all manufacturers do that, though, do they? They, they don't. Yeah. Some, some do, I think. It depends on the size of the company. But, I mean, that's sometimes another way you can just get an eyeball on things. Yeah, good, you know, good, good. Other sites like dnb.com as done in Bradstreet's. Mm -hmm. You can get a lot of information without signing up, you know, get an idea of their volume and things like that. Just to, But I, I think the best way to gather the most information is once you have your list, just get on the phone and have a conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or LinkedIn like we teach, LinkedIn and phone, right? Yeah, I usually start with LinkedIn, do kind of what I call the LinkedIn blitz, and then uh, – yeah, then get on the phone and like, and then it then it kind of like filters out. We're getting to another topic here, but it's a good topic. So what the hell, uh, uh, you know, it filters out. You got thirty companies and eighteen get back to you on LinkedIn. You're like crickets on the other twelve. We'll pick up the stupid phone on the other twelve, right? Yeah, because you got uh, their name from LinkedIn. You know, yeah, Dave ask Smith's for that person, marketing manager. Yeah, hey, yeah. good morning, Dave Smith, please. Yeah, yeah, there you go, there you go. Scott, thank you so much for, for sharing. I, I'm going to invite other coaches on. I want everybody to see our amazing coaches. They're absolutely amazing. They're angels. They're constantly helping our students. Um, you know, there's a reason there's not a lot of companies doing what we do because a lot of people don't want to really help new, very green inventors or even ex somewhat experienced, but take it to the next level. It's a, it's a bit of work, but if you have it within your heart to help people and it's kind of like part of who you are, you know, um, which it is for Scott and all our coaches and myself and Steven. Um, they're angels. They're great. So thank you, Scott.
Yeah, of course. Well, thank you. You know, how I, often does somebody call you an angel, Scott? How often does that happen? I don't hear that enough. So yeah, thanks. there you go. And I mean it. I really do. I really mean it. I, you're funny, so I like joking around with you. But I'm not joking around about that. I really do mean it. So thank you. Well, yeah, I, I appreciate it. I do love to help people, and it's so fun to to see people succeed and get excited about things. And I think that's one thing that people need to take away is that at InventRight we we win when you win. We want you to win and succeed because that's how we grow as a company. And yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's it is genuine, and I know there's it's sometimes hard to tell. So I'm so glad you know we're doing videos like this just to give people a chance yeah. to. And when you look at our testimonial page, Scott is responsible for a percentage of those success stories. So thank you, Scott, and thank you for all the people you helped that didn't license their first product, but they're probably going to license their second or third because you gave them the skills, and now they're going to keep going. That's very important. You know? Yeah, that's exactly it. And I All right. that too. First and foremost, we're an education company. We want to teach you how to do it, give you the skills. and. You know, but what I like about it is I call it experiential education. So there's no quizzes, tests. You're working from your project on day one, which is what every inventor wants to do. They don't want to take a class. They want to go back to college. Well, yeah. But, hey, if this coach is going to guide me to license my product, I'm up for that kind of education. So yeah, on the job training is probably yeah, 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 right. It's like it's like you're a you're an apprentice, you're a plumber, and you're an apprentice or whatever you call it, and then you're yeah. like you're like telling them what to do, right? You're not moving the wrench, but you're like move that wrench like that, and they're like yeah. okay, and and uh, your hands are gonna get dirty in this process. Yeah, you, know? you let their hands get dirty. If they're like, well, I'll just watch you do it. No, 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 you're gonna do it, but I'll make sure you're doing it right. You don't hurt yourself. And you don't yeah. get in trouble. so Right, yeah, that's exactly right. it. Okay, so I want to remind everybody to take care, keep inventing, and we'll catch up with the guys next time. See you guys. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.